Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Go! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gooders podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by Sheldon and German Dan. Gentlemen, good evening to you both. How are you? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? I'm very good, man. What's good? Yeah, we're all good, man. We're all good. There's lots to talk about. As per usual, with um, you know a, bu- a busy week and a, a busy week to come as well. Uh, I guess there's only one real place to start, and that's you know the uh, the departure of Cedric. Um... <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. <right>, Bozo. <laughs> no, anyway, uh, yeah, rest in peace. No, hold on, uh, hold on. I Cedric. saw I saw Arsenal fans. Um... You know, pull up the clip when he was he was he was sticking it on like I said, and they were saying, "Um, I'm glad you stuck up for the young dude." <laughs> <laughs> At least he did something right, eh? Uh, but no, alas. Um, let's talk about the main thing, which is the signing of Jorginho. Um, I feel like this is going to be an interesting one because we've got some mixed views across the panel on this. Sean, can I just ask you, have, have you calmed down a little bit? Have you calmed down a little bit? Like, Do you know what? Yeah, I can't even lie. For the last few days, I was fu- I was, it, 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 I was, was fuming. And it sounds crazy that I'm fuming. Do you know what I mean? We're sitting top of the league by five points um, with a game in hand. So really and truthfully, I shouldn't be. But 
I think, you know, we'll probably get into it, but my criticisms, you know, if we'll, we'll get into it, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm calmer now than I was. I'm calmer now than good, I was. So I've you... been gym, so I'm, I'm relaxed now, but I'm in, good. I'm in a state of Zen. I'm in a good state of Zen. Good, good, good. Because I, I was keeping an eye on the, t- on the Twitter, the, the touch, the touchy good is group chat. I mean, I, I, I <laughs> I'm willing to bet there's probably been about 5,000 messages over the last 48 hours. <laughs> I, I don't, I generally don't think I'm being conservative, like uh, over the top with that, um, with that estimation as well. I think every time I look at the group chat, it's like 200. I'm like, I've only been away five minutes. What the fuck guys? Like, what the hell? I can't even, I can't yeah, even can't put lie. my phone down. It's crazy. Like it's impossible. Can't lie. Man, I'm not doing a lot of work right now, bro. Listen, <laughs> do you know what? Do, 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 do you know what? Yeah. On zero. And certain man have, have started new jobs. You know, certain man. I cannot even lie to you. Yeah. Monday, Monday was so bad. Yeah, I had so many. I had so much work to do. Like the level of unproductivity. I was like, nah. That's why I went in the office yesterday. I had to. I had to because. At home, yeah, it's so easy to get distracted. And once you pick up that phone, you're not going to put... Look, it's still even in my hand right now, bro. That's, that's, it's dangerous, bro. So, yeah, yesterday, I had, to, I had to go into the office, boy. I had to. Even tomorrow, I've got to go back because <laughs> right now, yeah, it's dangerous, man. It's very, no, very dangerous. when I think about it, yeah, Sean, that, that tra- the messages you were sending as well, your head was gone, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%, 100% man. 100%, man. <laughs> Listen, but that's that's we wouldn't have it any other way. We're called Touchy Gunas for a reason, man. I'm a I'm a passionate person, so you know, got a vent. It's the, the 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 venting is done now. Let's let's push forward, man. Indeed, yeah, indeed. So. Well, let me put let me lay my cards on the table. I think I think this is the, the this is the best thing to do. Just keep it quite raw. Pause. Um, is just that you know. <laughs> Everything out in the open, right? Bro, what, what made you go with that verse, though? Oh, why? <laughs> Listen, we can't say anything these days, can we? And you got to get the pause in before everyone else gets the pause in. That's is, you know, you got you got to eight mile yourself, you know. It's uh, you got to you know you got to get there before the ups do. Um, but yeah, let me let me lay my cards on the table. So we we did the spaces yesterday, and if you join the spaces, um, you know, uh, um, thank you for doing so. Um, you know, it was. It was popping off in there still. But um, yeah, uh, similarly to what I said in the space, if you missed it, I said, I'm all for the Jorginho um, signing. I think I think on so many levels it does, it improves us so much. I think you're not going to get a player who replicates what Partey does on the ball and with the ball. You're not going to get a player as close to Partey as we have done with Jorginho in this window. I think there are other qualities that he brings to the table as well. This isn't, I don't want to like liken this to other Chelsea moves that we've gone to because this is a short-term move. He's he's come to win the title, like that's the long and short of it. He's a very motivated individual. Um, for me, he's been one of the best centre midfielders in the Premier League over the last three or four years. I think that's undisputed. You know, even in, we can extend that to Europe as well. Um, and yeah, I just don't think we could have got in terms of quality much better than we have with um, Jorginho in this window. And I think not only in terms of quality, he, he has like the mentality aspect, which I've, which I spoke about. And as well, he also gives us a certain flexibility in the way that we can set up now. You know, um, he, he gives us an option next to Xhaka, next to, next to Partey, um, when we're le- when we're losing games, when we're leading games, he's he can be a uh, he can be used in all situations. Um, and you know there was a source that I don't know how credible it is, but the source said that 
you know, the Arsenal camp were incredibly excited about this signing. Yeah, and I, 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 I always like to hear the reactions of footballers because they know footballers know football. And um, if they're excited about it, boy, I'm excited about it. And 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 right now, I know Arteta's got a plan for Jorginho. So, yeah, I'm happy with the signing. 12 mil, 18 months. It's a no-brainer for me. Um, Sean, I'll come over to you because I know you slightly opposed me. Uh, uh, do you know what it is? It, my now that I'm completely calm, like, and I, you know, taking a step back and can look at it objectively, I've never. Jorginho is not a bad player. I don't think any of us can sit here and say like that he's a bad player. He's the Chelsea captain. He won the Champions League. He was. He's Italy captain. He won the Euros. Do you know what I mean? So fundamentally, like, we can say he's a good player. And also, we know for a fact that Arteta has tracked him before. Arteta's tried to buy him before. So, and for the type of team we are, he's a controller. You know, he's a tempo setter. Arteta prioritises that type as a six, right? So that's not an issue, you know, generally speaking. I think the issue I have, and, you know, if, if I if I was to contextualise this window um, just by itself and look at it in isolation, I'm like, all right, cool, things can happen, but we pivoted, cool, no problem. But obviously, you know, this is frustration that's built up over, you know, a certain amount of windows that, you know, we're looking at a situation where, you know, because Jorginho has come, no issue with that. But let's be honest, that wasn't our first choice, right? You know, uh, we had two bids for Kaiseido, who, you know, we, we bid for, who Brighton categorically said he wasn't for sale. Um, the Athletic reported that, you know, we were willing to trigger Zubamendi's release clause from Real Sociedad this month. But obviously because of where Sociedad are in the table, potential maybe, maybe title challenge, but certainly Champions League spot, you know, up for grabs. That he, he didn't want to leave as his hometown club, but he was willing to leave in the summer, apparently. So, um, so obviously those two targets, we pivoted to Jorginho, but... What makes me more malleable is that it's only 18 months, like you said, to call. It probably doesn't stop us doing anything long term. So, um, so yeah, I, I just think I'm, I'm more, my frustration overall wasn't just at this player. It was more just looking at our business as a whole. Do you know what I mean? So, and more frustration that whenever we seem to target, you know, a big, a bigger complex deal. And I think we all reach this consensus in the group, right, that Edu just fails to execute. And, and that's where more my frustration is. I think Jorginho will come in. You made the good point. He's much better than Elneny and Lukonga, you know. As, a, as, as an option when party's not there, I don't think any of us can complain. Um, and like you said, it's only 18 months, so with an option of another year. So I can't, I can't, be, I can't be fully mad at that. Yep, fair enough. Uh, German Dan, what's your perspective? Yeah, um, I think I was one of the few in the group chat that um, didn't lose his mind um, straight away <laughs> um, with this one. <laughs> I mean, the group, the group was on fire that day. Um, I, I was trying to be objective and take myself... Um, you know, you know, further away from the situation, look at the window holistically. And um, when I look at that window holistically, we came into that window needing ideally backup for Gabriel, needing um, a backup for Partey, and needing a wide forward that can play ideally um, across the front, um, you know, front front line, uh, maybe can play centrally as well. Um, and we started the window with great promise, you know, um, that 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 can't be denied. You know, we we started being linked with Mudrik uh, for world record fees and club record fees, and um and we started being linked with Casado, um you know for for another club record fee essentially, and I think that is um there was there was this excitement coming from the fan base thinking that listen these guys are really gonna um you know go and um go and spend a lot of money in order for us to push us towards the title, and I'm cognizant of that, but I think. You know, with with the with the with the Arsenal fan base, um, and and the context that 
on losing out on those two big deals, um, essentially, on not getting them over the line, I think they're, they're ten, there was a strong proclivity to overreact to the Jorginho signing in particular. I mean, as you said, the parameters for Jorginho are pretty clear. This is a good player. This is not a crap player. This is not a shit player. He has proven he's good over a good amount of time. Um, and he's better than good, actually. Um, he's been a key player for, for Chelsea and for uh, the Italian national team achieving big things. Um, has he got obvious flaws? Yes, there's very obvious flaws in this game. But um, the positives that he has um, you know, are very much in line with what we do in Arsenal. And um, he's played in the system. He, he will understand his role in the system as the six relatively easy, I believe, because he's played this role before. Um, he played as the six for Italy um, when they won the Euros. He played as the six for Napoli. Um, so I think I'm 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 pretty positive about the signing. Um, and I think this signing was, you know, th- there's a lot of names that we mentioned. That we mentioned people like um, Romeo Lavia plays us um, Southampton. We play. We mentioned um, Musa um, who plays at Valencia. Obviously, Casado. We 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 tried to bid, and and we can, we can talk about Casado a, a, a bit differently in a bit. But um, these are all young players, and so when you then go from that that young player um with promise, or when you're thinking that we should be buying a young player with promise to go to an older player that plays for Chelsea, I completely understand why some fans you know were taken aback by that very fast. But um, our objectives are very clear. We have four or five months to get as many points as possible. And this window was, you know, done in the way to ensure that one, the team that we have right now, the team that we have right now got 50 points in 19 games. That doesn't, we don't need that much strengthening on that team. That team is good. That, that team is very, very, very good. The problem is if one of those men go down, right? So can you buy players that are ready to step in straight away? Um, and that's what we tried to do with, with this window, I believe. I mean, there's probably more talented players out there with, you know, longer long-term sort of um, futures at Arsenal. But for right now, our objective is pretty clear for the next four or five months. And Trussard and Jorginho are signings for me that work really well within that, um, you know, within the context of our objectives. So I'm happy with that signing. It's not for a big fee. And the biggest thing that I was worried about with the signing, because that's why I was a little bit, at first I was like, I don't like this move because I was thinking he might get a three-year deal or something like that. And I said, if he gets 18 months, this is a very good deal. And he got 18 months. And we got a club option as well. So um, I don't mind the signing at all. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with those points. And I think um, one of the added benefits to this deal for me, which I spoke about before um, in the group chat as well and on the spaces yesterday was that um, I think when you're in panic mode, and we've seen this with Arsenal before, when you're in panic mode, you kind of like go down your list of targets, right? Because like like Sean said, Jorginho wasn't number one. I think we, we know that. <laughs> we know Jorginho was not number one. Maybe he was four or five maybe on the list. Who knows, right? So what happens then if, if Caicedo is not available, you start going down your list of targets. You might, you know, six, seven, eight might not want to go mid-season. That player might not be available because of this. Um, you know, it might be too much here, la, la, la. You, you start getting to your like eighth, ninth, tenth target, and you're still going to have to play a January premium for those players. And I think you start getting into silly season when you're, you're entering into that territory where you could still like those players, but you could be significantly overpaying for them in January. And, and in panic mode, you really can panic and just pull the trigger on a deal that you're not certain about. And I think what this deal does is gives us 
a little bit of breathing space to reassess in the summer. You know, we're not we're not hamstrung to anyone. We're not tied up with anyone. Um, we still need to do a long term decision in the summer. But I think it gives us an extra six months just to reassess the market. And some who knows, maybe from now to the summer, someone else pops up on our on our radar for significantly less money, um, who, who's more attainable and maybe is under the radar of all the other clubs as well. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't happen. But um, I think it just gives us another six months to, to assess the situation. And I think when you've got more time to assess, you make better decisions. So um, that is another positive for me. However, Sean, I'll come back over to you on this one. It's, I, I, I absolutely hear you on the frustration with Edu. And, you know, I just think when it comes to the way Edu um handles these deals is that it does feel like we're on a wild goose chase all the time you know um he's getting a piece of information you know that seems to be incorrect like i don't think chelsea at did chelsea bid for caicedo in the last parts of the window i know they bid for him early on in the window yeah. but they seem to not get like the message that caicedo is not for sale so yeah, so they bid. Uh, right? I think they went. En they went Enzo first. Then they bid uh, fifty-five for Caicedo. Then they went. Obviously, went back to Enzo. So yeah. So yeah. And they got told Caicedo, no, that's he's not for sale. Hundred million yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Cool. They, they got. They, they got the so, message right. But then apparently Caicedo changed agents. So and apparently right. what what happened was that Arsenal were chasing that Fresneda kid from Real Valladolid, and he shares the same agents as the new oh, yeah, ones Caicedo was with. Uh, apparently loads of teams wanted him, but he's um, being kept all the summer and probably going to be a massive chase for him in the summer, I reckon, because then he'll mm. only have like a couple of months left on his contract. But yeah, don't know how mm. it works, but whatever. But yeah, so I th yeah, that's that's where we are with Caicedo. Yeah, so uh, my, my thing is there, is like, you've, you've thankfully we didn't waste too much time, right? Because it, we, had, we didn't have much time to waste, to be honest. We only had a few days, mm. but... We've seen how these deals have, have longed out with Locatelli, Vlavic, Mudrik, and we haven't got any of these players, right? They've been longed out. We've been we've been sent from pillar to post, right? Wild <laughs> goose chase. Lots of incorrect information, yeah? And we haven't really come close to, to getting these players, and we've been bamboozled. Uh, what was the... Someone used the word the other day, um, starting with B. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, we've been... We, we've been Beaten to the punch by, you know, the club that, it, for, in Juventus' perspective, we, we I think as fans, we always felt like they would be number one uh, to get that player anyway. So my question to you, Sean, is after what I've all said about giving us some breathing room to get the right target, how confident are you that come summer, we're going to be able to grab a Casado or a Rice, uh, even if they are our number one targets? Um, I'm not, you know, and, and I think this is where my overall frustration lies because it's not just based on the individuals we've just got because if you take it in isolation, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with any of the guys we've signed. Um, it, it's, it's part of the wider strategy because obviously if we look at it holistically, we weren't going to sign a centre mid until Elneny got, got injured, right? And obviously it's transpired that Elneny has an ACL, so uh, which is why he's out. And obviously that's why we've pivoted and we we probably tried to move some summer business forward in it essentially which because otherwise they wouldn't have they wouldn't have even bid for anyone um so so we, we can all agree on that so yeah so but my thing is like you said vlahovic 
you know, the reports were that he wasn't picking up the phone. Juventus was always his priority. He chased that. Um, Modric, we know what happened there. Uh, Locatelli, that was another one. Dina Blandali, uh, you know, uh, Rafinha, um, you know, David Raya. You've got to remember, we wanted David Raya before we bought Ramsdale, right? So that deal didn't get completed. Not that, and, and you, you know, my, my, my point isn't to, you know, shit on the alternatives because we've actually pivoted and a lot of the alternatives have worked out really well. But I think that's not always going to be the case. And also where we are now in terms of the projects, right? We're almost, you'd agree with me, we're, we're near the end of the squad rebuild. So what we need now to improve us, that pool of talent that takes us, like you said, to that next level, it diminishes very quickly. So there's a very finite pool of talent. So you need to be able to execute, you know, and I think there's just been a far few too many examples of where we've known, and it's been publicly reported that this is the number one target. We've had bids, the bid either hasn't been, it's been consistently rejected, Eddie's struggled to get deals or the player's been interested elsewhere. So I'm just kind of like, you know, people like give Eddie credit and I have, you know, the alternative deals of, like we said, they've worked that well, but you're the sporting director of Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? Your your your, your job is to get these things over the line. So I, I find it tough to give him too much leeway um, personally. So like you said, come summer, it's been publicly reported now. Um, obviously, the leak didn't come from Arsenal that we want Declan Rice. I am not confident that Arsenal are going to get a deal over for Declan Rice in the summer. I think West Ham are going to have a jolly up with Edu in the summer. Do you know what I mean? They would have seen this Caicedo thing and people would be like, oh, it's summer, it's different. But... <sighs> Boy, boy, I'm I'm not confident. I'll I'll tell you that for free. Is it David Gold's son who runs that Twitter account? Is Which it one? is that the right one? There's that like ITK Twitter account, isn't it? It's like called X West Ham Employee or something like that. Oh, you ever I, seen I, that I, one? I, I don't know who runs that. I, I've seen I've seen that one. Isn't that like David Gold's son or something? Or but, but I I think I, I think that's someone that's ties to the club to the owners. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think it might Whoever be. runs that account, the... they're gonna have a a field day with Edu. I'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be releasing all sorts, and Edu's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, uh... all right, cool, yeah, yeah." <laughs> but yeah, um, Dan, Dan how, how do you feel about what Shoulder said? Like, how confident would you be? You know, if if for example, if we are putting all our eggs in the Kaiseido or rice basket for the summer, we know we're gonna be met with stiff opposition, despite what Chelsea have done with Enzo, I'm pretty sure they're going to be spending again in the summer as well. They've made it known they want Rice, they want Caicedo. So, like, how confident would you be, like, in, in, in getting your, your number one target if it is those two players come summer? Not very confident, to be honest. And that is based on information. And, you know, that information is seeing Edu attempt deals where we have to fend off competition and that player doesn't have a direct relationship with Arteta. Uh, and when we've been in those situation, you know, uh, in some ways you could you could commend the dude for being pertinacious in this approach to these transfers, you know, trying and trying and trying. Um, but clearly there is, you know, there is a lack of sort of efficiency in the way of execution. Um, you know, borderline lethargic. Um, you know, the way we execute or move on the big deals. Um, it feels like we are build, bidding in small increments on these big deal and um, big big complex deals. And what we essentially do, we do the groundwork for someone else to come in and hijack it. Mm. He's he's ascertaining the asking price, you know, right to the last detail, <laughs> for Chelsea to come in and just you know pay that, mm. whilst he's still trying to negotiate that. And because this process is just so long and takes so long, you know, um, I don't I don't trust 
I don't trust them on the big deals um, as of right now. Even the bigger ones that we've that we've done, um, you know. And don't get me wrong, on in terms of identification of targets, I've, I like all the targets that we've been linked with. I like them all. I think in terms of talent ID, um, in terms of you know criteria that we um, identify in players that match the squad, that is very good. And that's probably also part of Edu's job. So he's doing some good things, but the, the the part that we can see the most clearly and we can ascertain towards him the most clearly is the negotiating and closing part. And he has failed on this one, you know, on numerous big occasions. Like it's, it, it's not like it's an isolated incident. It's not like it's once, twice. It's, it's, it's a lot of times now. And um, in some ways, we're again lucky that, or, you know, well prepared that yeah. we have a good list of targets and that we give credit to that. But at some point, you have to start closing on the main target. You have to be able to do that. And the ability to do that will let this team go even further. Yes, Jorginho is a great signing. You know, yes, Trossard is a great signing. But Mudrik, for me, is still better than Trossard. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really think Mudrik is quite a bit better than Trossard. Um, with the Jorginho Casado thing, that's, that's different. I think that's circumstantial. That player really is not for sale at this window. So Brighton took a strong stance there. But Mudrik was, you know, available. And we we went up to 95 million. It's not like they're talking about top-end valuation. That was our top-end valuation. So why can't we move, you know, can make these moves earlier in order to close the deal? And um, that sort of, you know, lack of efficiency um, on some of these big deals, lack of um, urgency as well. Mm. Like, it's, as soon as you hear Chelsea interest, you should be more urgent in your, in, in your, in your, in your way of executing this deal. What did Chelsea do then? They knew we had a bid going. They got the private jet and went all the way to Turkey. Just, you know, Todd Bowley, you know, closed that deal and got himself a new hair transplant in the same day. Like, <laughs> what, what, what is Edu doing? Edu <laughs> do doing Black Zoom work. meetings and phone calls. Yeah. Mm. It, it, know, that's, that's, that's my worry. Yeah. There's definitely some things that he does well. So I'm trying to be balanced. But, I, you know, I'm going to lose it if he starts losing out in the summer again mm. on the big targets. Yeah, because as Sean says, like, the, the, the pool of targets is going to get smaller. The squad is almost complete. So it's like, and and if you're looking for like, it's it's a lot easier to sign squad players, isn't it? You know, like Trossard, we're happy with because it's if it was a gap in the squad, we weren't looking for top quality, starting quality. We're looking for someone to push, push, try and push. You know, someone maybe to even surprise us a little bit. But we weren't. I don't, I don't think we were particularly looking for someone to be like, right, this player must start here or like in part in in, in the party situation as well. We weren't looking for someone to replace. Part like take part a spot per se, so it's easier to sign squad players. But when you're trying to improve that that first eleven now, yeah, you need to be you need to be on the ball because the pool of targets to improve from the players that we already have must be minuscule at this point. Um, but yeah, let's let's um, let's let's just get a few ratings actually for the for the window overall. And we've got a few questions about the window, so maybe we'll go more into detail with the questions, but. Sean, um, what would you give the the window out of ten, and and a quick headline on on why you you, you give it that rating? Mm, I, I'm finding it a little tough because I'm not just rating it just on the individuals he signed. I'm looking at it holistically with the the two big ones that we've messed up. So can I do that? So yeah. with that in mind, yeah, I'll give it like a five six. That's why I'm that's why I'm rating it. So. <laughs> Like I said, it's not to do with Kivior, Trossard or Jorginho, actually. They're all perfectly servable, perfectly fine. But I have to bring it down because of what German Dan's just said about Edu. So, you know, 
Um, so I'm, I'm not taking it in isolation. So yeah, so that's why. The thing is, I know she almost to give it even though. Wait. What are you saying? Five on the podcast, but three in the group chat. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> you know, I, I, I try, I try to keep my opinions on here more malleable. In, in the group chat, you get everything. Where you, 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 you get it in full. You, 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 you get the unfiltered version. Where, but yeah, listen. I've got, I've got a brand to protect, man, and I'm not trying to help that hurt the TG brand as well, man. So let's let's keep it PG. <laughs> Dad, what about you? See, for me, I feel like I'm trying to I'm trying to judge it for just the signings. Now I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give you guys two ratings, yeah. The, you do just do nonsense for basically the window started really in October from that's when you should have started closing that's deals. what I'm saying because he had the whole world cup in, in fact um, I'm taking it down 3.5 I think I think with that with that in mind with that added time that added planning that you could have done he, fam, we were flirting with Mudrick for months I can't believe no no hold on hold on these men put me on the drumbotron for my Mudrick tweets man because I, I was in the I was in Mudrick's Instagram comments and all sorts of stuff. you making me look crazy man. <laughs> I'm, I, like, if I'm honest, I give it like a six because I think it's serviceable, mm. but like it's, he, he he managed to save it. Put it this way, and I think he got again saved. In, and I don't know if he's he's like a planning genius or he's just lucky. Like the Trussard thing. If he doesn't get Trussard, mm. who's he getting? <laughs> who's he getting that we actually happy with? <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you guys. I, I definitely understand your points. I'm gonna go as high as a seven. And the reason I say I this you just look on paper, it probably is a seven. I think we're a lot better than what we started the window with. I look at our competitors as well. Nobody else has fucking improved. Man City arguably have got worse. So when you look at the gap in quality, it's I think not arguably, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think definitely they've they've got worse. I think the only team that we can say have got have got better are uh, Chelsea, and I, I mean, I mean, we're not going to be able to compete with their window. Um, so yeah, when I think we came into this window looking to it to to raise the floor of the team, we've done that considerably. When when have we ever signed three players in a January window? Window. I can't think of a time we've ever signed three players in a January window. I could be wrong. So, yeah, for me, I think we've signed two very good players. I don't know about Kivior. Not enough. Not scooby so, 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 sorry, just on that point, Lewis, yeah, you know when you're mm. talking about raising the floor of the squad, and I, I totally agree, all of these signings raise the floor. But um, my thing, and this is where the frustration comes in again, was that, in my opinion, with either Mudrik or Caicedo, um, they would have raised the floor, but then the potential to expand the ceiling is mm. also there. So that mm. that was kind of where I came from. But if you wanted to be contrarian, you could also flip it and say, if you either sign, if you probably sign Mudrick, you probably don't do the other deals. Do you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, so it, it swings. Actually, well, that said. I don't think we, we get Mudrick, Mudrick and Caicedo. Yeah. I don't think we do. Yeah, we, no, 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 impossible. Yeah, so if we sign Mudrick, we might have just done maybe Virginia. like Kivio. Oh, okay. oh yeah, Pop, well, yeah. Or, or we would have had to get a centre midfielder anyway, right? Yeah, true, true. We would have always had to get a centre midfielder after that. Even if we didn't so... know it at the time, I think they would have yeah, been happy yeah, yeah. to stick with Elneny. But Elneny yeah, yeah, gets yeah. injured, so he has to do the centre yeah. midfielder. 
So, 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 so then my thing is, and, and this is an open question, yeah, so we've raised the floor now, but obviously, and don't get me wrong, I think Trossard's good, very good player. And uh, so the question you have to ask yourself is this Trossard now, for example, because of his age at 28, he prevents us going to get someone better in the summer, in my opinion. I don't think we're going to go and buy, like, for example, I don't think we're going to go and buy a winger in the summer, potentially in my opinion. I'd be surprised if we do anyway, because we're having this discussion now about how, who's going to play where, potential for Balogun. There's a lot of options up there already. Do you know what I mean? So I would be shocked if we do that. Jorginho, cool, at 18 months, that probably doesn't stop you going to do like something else in the summer, in it. Do you know what I mean? So we also need to think from a squad pace, squad space perspective, because we've now signed Kivior, Trossard, Jorginho. These guys will take up non-homegrown positions in the squad. Now, maybe we can create some more of those in the summer by selling well but you know these are questions to be raised by you know some of the actions so it's probably something to consider as well mm. yeah fair enough fair enough I, I i think i think it's tough to argue that you know the squad didn't improve um through the signings you know especially given the con you know given the situation with el Nenny, um you know i you know i, I think el Nenny is not that good he's just competent he's just competent and um, the Congo is going through a difficult patch. I think he might not be Arsenal level, to be honest. To be very, very honest, I don't, I, I don't think he's Arsenal level from what I've seen so far. He can still prove me wrong. He can have a very good loan at, at Palace and, you know, um, look good. But he doesn't look Arsenal level to me. So when you come from that situation where it's like, if Partey is injured, we're playing Lokonga or Elneny. And then Elneny gets injured. You know, signing Jorginho, we have definitely amelior- ameliorated the squad. There's no debate, and you know, debate or doubt about that. So when people then say like, "I would have rather just play Lukonga," it's like, nah, that's that's crazy to me. Like Jorginho's significantly better than both, if both was even both were even fit, or even when if I, if Lukonga is going through his good patch, even then Jorginho's still better than him, yeah. and then he goes through his good patch, Jorginho's still better than him. So the squad has improved. I think as a minimum, people have. To give it a six, the only just you know looking at the signings, the only thing that can take it down below six is as what me and Sean said um, is the context that he's flopped big deals. He had a lot of time, and if you take that into the rating, you can take it down. Otherwise, I think you you gotta be looking at six, seven, six, and between six and seven. Sweet. Let's uh, move on to some like mid mid season review stuff. We'll we'll, uh, we'll 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 hand out some awards. And um, talk about you know what we've what we've got left uh, remaining. Um, I guess we could start with um, who's been the player of the season so far. I think it's it's a tough one, right? But I mean, it's it's a tough one. But I feel like everyone's going to have the same answer. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that there's that there's a few options. But if you were to put a gun to my head right now, I would give it to Erdegaard. Mm. That's who I think is the player of the season. I think you could possibly make good answers for Saka. You could make a good answer for Gabriel. Um, I think you could make a very good case for Ben White as well. Um, Zinchenko, Saliba, Partey. I think I think probably Zinchenko because he missed quite a few. Mm. Um, and obviously he's only... But yeah, I think I, if I was to rank it, I'd probably have Erdegaard, number one. I'd have Saka just below and maybe like Gabriel and Ben White after that that's how I would have it personally so but but there's 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 multiple options like you said we're sitting top on 50 points like everyone's been good do you know what I mean so but but when we're asked to keep it granular I feel like Erdegaard's performed at a very very high level so and he's you know had out 
heavy output as well because he's on what like eight goals and four assists something like that anyway mm. but yeah he's had heavy heavy output on top of you know what the eye test is showing us as well so so yeah can't uh, uh, that would be my one done I think my criteria would be based on who's played the most games. We we basically won every game, I think, apart from one, who's played the most games. Saka, Udegaard, basically start every game, played every game. I think Gabriel played every game. Um, pretty much sure Saliba played in every game as well. Um, so I would be looking at these guys. And Partey um, has only missed the minimum of our games. Saka, um, Jack has played a lot of games. I would be between Udegaard and Saka. I think... Um, Udegaard has, you know, really established himself as, you know, top three CM, you know, playmaker in this league. There's actually no debate or doubt about that. I think right now that he's in that top three. Um, I, I would argue on form he's the best right now, to be honest. But um, so I would say Udegaard um, is very, very hot there. Um, and then right wing, who in this league has been better than Saka? You know, Saka is one of these players. He scores an assist, but even when he doesn't, he's still having a good game. So I feel like those two really um is between those two. And since uh, Sean said Udegaard, I'm gonna go Saka. But um Thomas Partey is very close as well. Um we know that we know the win percentages. It's like something stupid like 85% or something of Premier League games that he starts, he wins. It's just ridiculous. So um yeah, um but I'm going Saka. Yeah, fair enough. I think I, I can't argue with any of those. I, I, for me, I think it'd be Erdegaard. I think his sustained run of form has been brilliant. Um, so, I, I, yeah, for me, it has to be... It is Erdegaard for me. I think I think, I think even like someone like Gabriel Jesus, we ain't even spoke about him. I know he's been injured, but and I know there's issues about his goals, but yeah, man, I think he's been fantastic as well. I think they've all been brilliant, which leads me to my next... Marcinelli's been called as well. Marcinelli has been great. Everyone's been good. Honestly. Yeah, everyone, right? Uh, leads me to uh, my next question. Who's been the most disappointing player of the season? Not necessarily the worst, but who have, have you been disappoint- the most disappointed with? I have one. I have one. Go on. Kieran Tierney. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, be very honest, I don't think he has a place in this team long term. And that makes you so happy, doesn't it? <laughs> Your sad little life. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Man. I hear you. I'm not disappointed in Tierney, though. I'm I, I, because I'm not disappointed in his application. I'm not disappointed I, in I like I like him. He's a good dude. He's a good guy. Um, but 
And I think we talked about this last year, and I don't think we any of us envisioned to get here as quickly as, as we did. But we said, when this team starts evolving, who are the guys that are going to, you know, the team is going to evolve past them and they won't have a place in this team anymore. And Tinney's clearly one of those guys. You know, people thought Martinelli, people thought, you know, a couple of other guys, but they look calm, you know. So it's really Tinney I'm looking at, I'm thinking, technically, the you know, what, what we get from the other left back, you can't do. Even from both the right backs, you can't do what they do um, on the ball. And then um, I think I think it doesn't help him the way we play because um, I think he's better on the outside than on the inside. Um, and on the pressure, we've seen it a lot of times. He doesn't like to turn or, you know, um, invite pressure and then, you know, make an action. Um he 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 doesn't want to play under this type of pressure, so he he tends to hoof it. I think you know he he probably has disappointed me the most because um, I just thought maybe um, even with you know his, 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 in some ways limited skill set, he would be able to apply himself in the games that he played better. Um, but it's between him and you know I, I I've got a second name, um, and that second name for me is um, Fabio Vieira. Um, and that and that's why I'm looking at league league performances and um, Europa League performances because I think he's had a sufficient amount of minutes, especially in the Europa League. And um, I, I'm not doubting that he is a talented player. I think he's quite talented, um, and he has a final pass that is obviously, you know, pretty good because he has assisted, he has scored goals. Um, but you know, the implication in some of these games has not been good enough for me. Um, so I'm looking at. Tierney number one and Fabio Fabio Vieira with like, you know, side eye in him because I'm thinking some games it's just your application ain't be good enough. You're not pushing. I mean, you probably won't push Udegaard even if he plays really well because Udegaard has just been class. But you should be doing more in order to try get into this team and you've played a lot of minutes. Fair enough, fair enough. I accept that. Um, Sean, what about you? Yeah, I, I, and I'm, I'm think. That's the only one that really personally... Um, actually, no. Uh, I was going to say, KT, um, I come to Albert Sambi Lokonga. Lusungu! That's the one. That's the one I'm surprised that German Dan didn't go for as well. Yeah, yeah. I knew you guys would do it. No, I even forgot. I just, I just think he's been... You know, and I don't want to shit on the lad, but I just think he's just been a very underwhelming signing overall. You know, we bought him. Eddie spoke about he was a replacement for... Um, party or Xhaka but look at what happened to the back end of last season when we tried to use him as a six and then he ended up getting dropped he wasn't trusted there we brought in El Nenny ahead of him so he was then devoted to third choice defensive midfielder and that's how he started the season third choice defensive midfielder second choice left centre mid but in every appearance whether it's at a six or an eight I'm just constantly uh, underwhelmed you know everyone else seems to get Arteta's positional game he's the only one who sticks out like a sore thumb you know, he, he he doesn't he's not doesn't win enough jewels, doesn't move the I, I, I really don't like like lack of intensity. I just look at him and he's just looks like he's just been smoking weed, bruv. Like, do you know what I mean? Just the way the the operation speed as German Dad likes to refer to, it's just not there. Like he just moves just so slow, like and you know, you could argue ah oh, maybe he could have had more game time, but he's had a lot of chances, in my opinion, over the course of his eighteen month spell. So I just I I think he's underwhelmed. I just I really do think he's underwhelmed, and I think it says something that you know, after El Nenny injury, they brought in Jorginho, and they were still happy to let Lokonga go. Um, 
which probably yeah. opens doors for like ESR Vieira eight second half of the season. But that's another topic. But the facts, like you said, that he they did they panicked. Like you know, bearing in mind you were the signing they made. El Nenny's been here since 2016. We know what he is. Do you know what I mean? But they panicked. They did not trust you, and they were happy to send you on loan in spite of that. So yeah, I think. Um, then the, the 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 proof is in the pudding, and yeah, I expect him to go in the summer. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, and I think it says some something as well when he hasn't made a Premier League appearance since October. So October, apparently, so what? Not even an appearance off the bench. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, let me just double check. Hey, Lokonga is just a young black uh, man with a high top, man. I mean, <laughs> let's have a look. Wait, what are you saying? He's starting in Fresh Prince, yeah. <laughs> He, he yeah. Play for TLS, yeah, look, <laughs> he hasn't played in the Premier League since uh, coming on for the last 20 minutes against Spurs in October. Damn. Literally, he's just been unused off the bench. So yeah, I haven't I haven't actually noticed that. But since then, there's been 11 games that he hasn't been used in the league. So that is pretty so that is, insane. That is, that is- that is pretty insane because all that tells you is that Jacka Party played at full ninety yeah. all the time, yeah. and they don't get subbed. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, for me as well. Bring on players he doesn't trust. Exactly. Yeah. Trust them. And, and and for me, it's disappointing as well because I feel like he's got such a huge opportunity, and um, you know, you're, this squad is so young and vibrant. Like everyone seems like they're learning shit. And I look at the only person who's not taken on board instruction, who's not talk who's not taken on the tactical uh aspects of the game, you know, he's the only one. Even even Kieran Tini, right? Who we can talk about his technical limitations. He is he's still trying, trying to onboard yeah. what the yeah, manager is telling him to do. Fabio Vieira the other day, you're right, Dan. He has been a little bit disappointing. But I'm still looking at how Arteta was, is trying to tactically implement, like the, the, the information that Arteta has given to him. I could see him processing it, taking it on board. The Man City game, I don't think he was great, but I saw him doing the defensive side of the game, marking Rodri out of the game. I, I can't trust Lokonga to do that. You know, and it's the little things in this system that matters. You know, when Erdegaard's shouting at you to. Some people saw that in bad taste. I didn't. I've, I've played football many a time. And when there's one man letting you down, is you can lose your rag. Because you've been and, training and also, for this every day this week. What are you doing? And Erdogan isn't even the type to do that anyway. Yeah, he ain't so... going to dig you out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah. peak. Um, who is the biggest surprise of this season? Is there one? Someone oh. you're a little bit surprised. Jacka, for me. Yeah, I, mean, I think maybe that one. I think just going, going I, I, up I, I, another I, level. Yeah, he was good towards the end of last season. Mm. Like when Party was injured, he was good, mm. and he, you know he was he was he was winning us some games, like against United, against Chelsea. He was amazing in those games. Mm. But what what he's done, you know, in this iteration of the team is just. It's a com- it's different, man. And he was good for the whole of last season. I think he's gone up a level this year. Um, yeah, his application, his professionalism, his still like. I, I mean, I think it has to be commended. He's the one player that people always talk about. Oh, he can get replaced. We can get someone eight and, and someone else in there. And I'm like, 
I'm not sure. You know, you sign you sign a couple of men. Are they going to replace Xhaka? I'm not sure because Xhaka's con- you know Xhaka's performance ever so consistent. He does his job on and off the ball. Um, even in games where and you know I'm I can't lie. I'm a bit of a nerd. Every game I will look at everyone's pass accuracy. I need to understand who who let the side down getting the ball away, <laughs> yeah. even if we're winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Xhaka rarely ever drops. You know, um, I mean, there's games, and you know, don't get me wrong, that that, that this happens to you know m- many players, but they're like in the eighties and the seventies even. And you know, say say Casemiro's really like... say Casemiro's name out loud, man. Sorry, sorry, gone down. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I was. I'll was, I, I was just finish up. I was the, even even games where you know the games are scruffy. Even party getting like seventy eight pass accuracy. That's below what he does. Or eighty percent pass accuracy below what he does. Udegaard getting that eighty. It's like below what he usually gets. Xhaka will have ninety. He's mm-hmm. just he's a he's a he's a proper steady Eddie man. And and on top of that, he's added goals to his game. Um, so I think he's been my biggest surprise. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I would probably echo that um, more because I remember when we, you know, we made the change last season and we started to see, you know, the tweaks with Xhaka higher up. And I remember the initial concerns, you know, when we said it, we said Xhaka doesn't look comfortable higher up. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't. Obviously, it's good because it made the team better as a whole, but we still looked at him individually and we were like, he's doing okay, but you can do better. But I think he's adapted even more. And and if you remember to that um, interview Arteta did with Jamie Carragher, where he said to Xhaka, he was like, I'm going to need you to do this and I'm going to need you to get some goals. And if you can't do that, I'm going to replace you. you. Remember, Arteta had that interview with Carragher and he's got like four goals, three assists, something like that this season. So he's already got more goals and assists. You know, he's on a better trajectory than he's ever been in his career. And he's 30. And one of the things I've really come to appreciate about Xhaka that, you know, um, for me is important is that availability is the best quality. He's available. And like Dan says, he turns in the consistent level of performance every game. He's cut out like... You know, there still might be the odd occasion, but most of that bozo stuff that used to be in his game, gone. There's a consistent level of performance on and off the ball, his ability to win duels to help us sustain pressure. Um, And I think, you know, Lewis, how many times have you referred to it? That Xhaka axis, that Xhaka and party axis, it is very much as good as anything there is in the league. Because like you said, when they started... Impregnable, some might say. When they've started and they've completed 90 games, I think, I can't remember what the sample size is now, Lewis, you'll probably be able to tell me, but that is a massive, massive sample size. And, you know, this is from, I think you told us this last season, right? And obviously, look, we've got another 19 (laughs) games worth of that sample size this season. So we have enough data on it just to know that this is, this is it, you know, this is, there's, it's performing. I think their win percentage is like, I think their win percentage is something like 80 seven percent or something like that I, you, you I, i'm i'm <laughs> astonished i'm astonished i never expected that maybe it's a little bit let less. me be honest maybe but that's it, from like last i i, I don't know i need to bro, do this even if it again, was like but... even if it was like 75 that yeah. is still very very if you're talking about it's in the 80s that is crazy i think that is an, in the 80s you know um, yeah so yeah that's crazy i might be wrong crazy. though i might be wrong I, and that might and, and that's not from like every single game they've ever played it's like yeah yeah this, this is just from a, yeah 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 uh, for me um I, I think i would say like someone like zinchenko um because i'm very taken aback by how good he is um i knew he was a decent player looked like a good player to me but i didn't know he was this good um 
so yeah and 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 I, di- I didn't really have like an opinion of him when i when i when even though German Dan refers to the to the nah, we knew, brother. We we reviewed the tape. <laughs> we we told don't you. go nowhere, brother. <laughs> we told you. We told you. You knew. I I didn't know how good he was. So to me, he's a surprise. Um, and even even last month, Leroy was fighting me in the chat when yeah. I said, "Listen, Zinchenko is the team's primary controller." I yeah. said to him, "I said," yeah. and it's only now that he's like, every week he's like. Oh, blood. Yeah. Oh, crazy, you know? Yeah, That's yeah. Every game Leroy says that, I'm like, I t- you know, like, I told y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's a sick player. And, and, um, I think Eddie's surprising me more and more as well with his improvements. Um, he keeps taking yeah, his one. game up a notch that I don't expect him to take it to. And I think, you know, that's the great thing about our squad is that we seem to have players that, are are pushing through the ceiling that we have put on them kind of thing you know some of these players we've put in a box and we've said you can't be better than this and you know quite a few of these players have punched through that box and you know they're now you know we need to find a bigger box to to contain them in um so yeah uh for me those two on, on top of the the guys that you mentioned as well. Um, signing of the season is that is that an easy one? I mean, what's the option? So we got Gabby Jesus. We've got um, Zinchenko. Actually, let actually let me change the wording of this question. The biggest needle mover of the summer. So I can so we can include Saliba in this. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I feel like I've got to group them together. You know, <laughs> too many. Dog. There's too many because 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 if you were to ask me, I, would I need one. I need one. I need an answer, guys. I need an answer. Who is the biggest well, needle you pick mover? One, I'll pick another. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Saliba, we've got Gabby Jesus, we've got Zinchenko. Free those three, I right? Would... <sighs> this is tough, man. I think I'm gonna just go Zinchenko, just because I feel when he plays, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like you said, if you've taken everyone out, you've seen Jesus has been out. We've carried on winning. Um, you could take Saliba out, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. And I love Saliba. And you could put Ben White there. And I still think you would have a very, very good level of performance. But there's just a... I need to find the stats and I need to find the numbers. And this is what I was saying to German Dan before. When Zinchenko plays, I think our average possession goes up from like 58 to nearly like 65% possession. Mm. So that there's a level of dominance that goes up again it's like a needle mover do you know what i mean so and i always say and i said it the other day i think one of the Muga guys agreed with me i said when zinchenko inverts the center mid to get it cracking you know them men are in trouble bro because mm. he takes over that game so i think big for that very reason and just based on how certain teams have struggled to deal with it this season i'm gonna I'm a go with zinchenko to be fair i think that's the biggest needle mover in terms of how it's affected us stylistically and it's how it's elevated us again like i said in an ideal world i'd like to group saliba and jesus in there but if you're asking me to pick one i'll go i'll go zinchenko german and, and i'd like to add on the zinchenko one because i feel like you know you can't really you can't really um work against this threat because this threat might be on the inside he might be cooking on the inside and you you're trying to get him on the outside then he can still cook on the outside and then he might come up on the right you know right side of center midfield you know you just can't you can't mitigate against him you know it's just i think it's a multi-layered threat on the ball and um, off the ball um the angles of passes that he can play first time with two touches it's just you know he's a verticality monster like honestly when you watch the game 
Um, when he starts playing a couple of passes, like this guy has seen a picture and he's going to get that ball into that box. And then a couple of passes later, we're in that box somehow. Mm-hmm. Like he's just, he's just got a way of unlocking and evading pressure and evading opponents. That's a unique quality, you know, and only the very, very best players have that. Um, so what he does is really, really insane, actually, what he does. And some of the situation he plays himself out of, to go up the pitch. There's times where he would tell someone, I think it was the Wolves game where Vieira got the um, the assist. But he was basically telling, and he, he was playing on the inside, right? And then he was moving to the to the outside and telling Vieira, listen, I'm creating the space for you. When I do this and this, or when Gabby comes here, you need to do the run in, um, in behind. What the what does he do? He gets the ball to Gabi Jesus. Gabi Jesus comes inside. Vieira does the overlapping. Or I don't know if it was overlapping or invert around, but he did yeah. does the run and beyond the defense. Gabi Jesus finds him. He assists. We score. He just sees a picture and he can execute it. Like yeah. other players can see it, they might try it. Like Bruno Fernandes will try. He sees a picture. He will try it eighteen times. Mm. Might, might, the pass might be successful three four times. Mm. Whereas Zinchenko sees the picture and he he executes that ninety percent. And and I think just sorry, last point on that, and I think the point that's made because some people might look at it and just think, oh, this guy's not doing anything too special. But you know, when we talk about again, this is coming back to playmaking, and it was linked to Erdegaard. Sometimes, you know, people see playmaking as just the final action. That's not the that's not the most important thing with playmaking. It's facilitation. It's to get things cracking. You know, uh, Zinchenko is really good at holding on to the ball and sucking people in, pause, and then he's releasing it, or he's playing like reverse passes around the corner, where, you know, all of a sudden it, it opens up space. I, I keep remembering, you know, that Newcastle game, which we drew nil-nil at home, but the amount of times Newcastle Probably. were clogging up that pitch centrally, he still broke that line to find Jacket in the half space a ridiculous amount of times in that game. Where there's not, where there's no space, he's still managing to find the space. But yeah. because it's not like a maybe a Cancelo or a Trent final action, people are not paying too much attention for it. But it's critical, and it helps us so much in terms of build up and how we dominate. So yeah, yeah. Actually, the more I think about it, I have to pick him. Yeah, when he when he plays, I think it's very difficult to play against this team. When he when he when him and Partey both play, and I'd like to see Jorginho and him play. Um, but I think when 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 him and Partey play, it's just very very difficult playing against this team because that that ball goes into that will get collected in the first and second phase, and it will find its way to the final third. It will find it, there's not much you can do, and then it's really down to the forwards to execute because the ball will get there. Um, but it's just yeah yeah. I mean, um, I mean you picked Jenchenko. Um, I have to pick someone else. I'm picking Gabi Ozu, so we, we sh- we're showing him some love. He's injured right now, of course, but. I think when he came into this team, I don't think that was, you know, I think if you go back and do this like two months ago, this this mid-season review, I think probably everyone would say Gabi Jesus. Um, because when he came in, he just looked crazy. Like that game against Bournemouth was touching the ball out of the sky, going past two, three man, laying it off for Martinelli when he should score. Then um, scoring the goals, uh, um, was it the, the, the first goal that he scored was a cut and finesse kind of goal. And just when he started, he just looked ridiculous. Um, you know, he can commit players with the ball. He goes past people so easily. He's strong. Like the ball will get lumped to him, and he will hold that ball. Um, and he'll he'll shrug off his centre back there, six foot five, and go past him. Um, what he can do on the football pitch to disrupt oppositions, I don't think many people in world football can do it to to that level. Um, where he does lack a little bit, of course, is in the final action. Um, I think, especially finishing. 
I think his his body his body positioning sometimes is not good when when he when he's lining up to shoot or he's rushing the shot um and he doesn't finish that much on this left foot I think but either way I think like as a as a player this is just a fantastic player and I think he kind of started this um this push that we're on right now I think he really energized the squad from the very beginning um and and you you took us and 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 driven us to results very early on in that ten get. I think we played ten games. Did we win all all ten? It was something stupid like that. And in we that, won the first. In that period, we won the first five. Okay, with the first five. Yeah. Um. So yeah, in that period, he was just it. It was just like, oh wow, Arsenal can really achieve something this season. Um. And I think he was the key player in that period. But looking at the whole nineteen games, I think Janchenko slightly edged, but Gary Jesus, you know, and he's going to be back in a few weeks. You know, that jinky jinky is going to come back. And we are about to cook something, man. The only reason I would I would maybe not be selected Zinchenko is because I think he's pr- he's missed like maybe almost half of our games, maybe maybe a bit less than half our games. I think he's missed uh, eight of our games. So um, difficult for me to say biggest needle pusher when you've missed you know forty percent, thirty five percent of the games or whatever. So for me, I I I'd probably stick to Jesus. I think Saliba has been fantastic as well. Um, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to Jesus coming back because I feel like he's kind of got a little bit disrespected now that, you know, with goal record, Eddie's coming and slapped. So it's kind of like, uh, Arsenal don't need Jesus any- anyway. No, we, we absolutely do need Gabby Jesus because there are going to be games where he's going to dig us out of a hole because he has just so much quality, whether that be by goal scoring or playmaking or just making something happen, you know? Um, he is definitely one of those players. But let's get into some listeners' questions anyway. I'm going to send out a poll uh, attached to the pod tweet on, on Twitter to get all you guys' reactions as well. So we'll, um, yeah, make sure you go to our Twitter uh, as you're listening to this podcast and go and fill in the poll as well of uh, all the questions that I've just asked about the mid-season review. Um, so Tondre won. Uh, he says, well, we've already answered this question, but I just want to give him a shout out anyway. But he says, given the constant failure shown by the board to get Arsenal's main transfer targets over the last three windows, what are the chances we actually get them in the summer? And how long into it becomes a detriment to the team given Newcastle's surge, City and Chelsea's deep pockets, etc., etc." So we kind of already spoke about this earlier on in the pod. None of us are particularly confident that we get our number one targets in, in the summer. Um, and... Yeah, and we mentioned as well, like Chelsea's, if Chelsea are in for the same targets we are for, I mean, they're willing to push it to the extra mile. And I have some sympathy with Edu because we don't have that extra gear. We don't have an an unlimited pot of funds that they do. So he has to be smart about the way he goes about business. You know, he has to maybe go for more low-key targets, which is difficult given the the talent pool of players, or you've really got to sell it. you've really got to sell it and you know this that is also part of his job you know selling Arsenal as a project that is his job as well I can't lie though man I don't think you need to do much selling right now bro (laughs) like I think the project is speaking for itself also I mean at the very minimum bar a catastrophe we're going to be in the Champions League next year anyway so you can already start planning with that in mind you know, teams know we're going to be there. Like, remember, I'm sure there's been deals before, you know, where we've agreed deals ahead of time for the... Didn't we agree Podolski to be a deal that was, like, way ahead of time and it was, like, it was 
announced in like you're seeing less of those deals now though sure i think i think you're seeing less but no but i think players like to keep their options open you say that bro but look just across the road at chelsea they did nkunku in like what october saying we could have definitely done that with mudrick we could definitely have done that yes i just i feel like like i said there's clarity in terms of it's different like you know last season we didn't know whether we're going to be in champions league or not cool Mm. here you've already you already know like you can rough plan in terms of budgets right in terms of you know what we're going to be doing we didn't also splash majorly on what of Caicedo or Mudrick so you already have one of the big ones there like that you could be working towards so yeah man I just I, I hope so anyway but like I said I'm, I'm just not confident in it man yeah um Super Jules one he says if Chelsea get blammed by FFP and have to sell players which would you choose realistically? Is it is this is this something that's on the cards or uh, I think Chelsea I think, so, I think Chelsea would be very smart with their accounting, right? Like there, 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 there was there was an article that literally just came out this evening which was talking about it in case they didn't if in case they don't get Champions League. But what they'll do to mitigate against that, they'll just have to sell loads of assets. And they've got a big enough squad to have to sell loads any, of players. Any any we'd so. like to pick up? I mean I, I saw we're linked to Cho. <laughs> I heard we're keeping tabs on Cho. Hey, listen, man. I, I, can't, I can't. I can't talk too much because the the Chelsea man might be listening. But you know, so. But yeah, mm. I, I've always liked. Hey, him, I, so yeah, that's what hey, I said I, in the I, group chat. But yeah. I, just, I, do, I do want to shout. I do want to shout out loud. But, but my estimation of him has gone down as he gets more game time. Usually, I yeah. think he's showing with more game time that maybe the idea of Cho was better than the reality of Cho. And I think I've come to that kind of conclusion with him. But I'm happy to go back to my original stance because I always did believe in his talent. So, but any, anyone else? Listen, I, 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 I trust, I trust Ateta on, on, on some of these, you know, I, I think Ateta has always got a good idea for what he wants to do with players. I think Villian is the only one that he wanted where I thought like, what the hell is he thinking? Um, and it didn't work out really. I think the other targets, I think, you know, the ones that he really pushed for, they've been kind of, you know, work, they work quite well within Arsenal. Not really advocating for Troll, to be honest. Let's see if that, interest materializes i tweeted earlier saying yeah he needs the aip he might save his life you know a Tera refinement mm-hmm. package for those that don't know and boy the man in tachigunas were telling me listen Atera is a very very good coach but he's not a miracle worker he ain't, he ain't a magician so boy i'm gonna leave it at that mm. i'm just looking at their squad now i i don't think there's anyone there that they'd be willing to let go that you know, if I'm looking at players that they may be willing to let go, maybe a Mendy or a Kepa, I wouldn't take either of them. No, um, no, 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 I'm good on these, man. You know, Koulibaly, no, thank you. Trevor no. Chalabar, no, no, thank you. Ben no. Chilwell, no. Um, Aspi, no. Zakaria, no. Kante, no. Uh, Kovacic, too old, probably. Would it, would it nah, be, not now, not, not now. now. I, I would have taken a couple. Hey, I've been, I've been saying that brother overrate, man. Mm. Learn how to pass, brother. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Conor Gallagher, no. Ruben Absolutely. Hell no. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, no. No. Mason Mount, no. no. Kai no. Havertz, no. No. Uh, Mudrick, hey, Mudrick, if you, hey, Mudrick, if you, hey, listen, hey, listen. Listen, hey, <laughs> bro, the, the only ones I'd want are their new signings, bro. Yeah, 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 that's it, right? That's it. Bro, Broha, I, would, I wouldn't mind Broha, but I think we've got, nah, nah, we've nah. got enough options. Bro, you can't tell to Eddie, man. And he can't trust Balogun neither, man. Balogun is right there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what about Ziek? What about Ziek? No, absolutely not. No, no, no. He too loose with it, man. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulisic? How are you just whipping it? 
Pulisic, nah, 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 bro, nah. bro, bro, come on. All right, all right. Hey, 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 don't, don't, don't shoot me, brothers. All right, don't shoot. Me. I'm just, hey. I'm just, I'm just mentioning names. Let me tell you something. If, there, if there's a player from the Bundesliga comment, and I'm like, hey, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, from, you're in trouble. From time, German dad is saying that about the Bundesliga. We're in big, big trouble, right? We're in big, big trouble. Man, that was the case of Pulisic, man. I said, hey, man, <laughs> hey, dog, you're my album, man. <laughs> Yonko Abs says, apart from the city games. What would you say will be the two hardest games for the rest of the season? Mm. Away to away at St James's Park will be one of them. Yeah, I'd have yep. that down. That is a and very very tough do, game. Do, 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 do you know what it is? Yeah, even though I don't, you know, they're in a shit show at the moment. Yeah, going to Anfield it can still mm. be very problematic, be especially in April. Diaz, Jota, yeah. Van Dijk, mm-hmm. all their man will be back by then. The and back, yeah. yeah, they they will rise it, bro. Even if like we're looking like we might do something, that they, they will want to rise it specifically for that very reason. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So why is that so, game yeah, not being? Oh, it has yeah, April eighth. No, it has it. It's in okay. April. There's yeah. there's that run in April where we have all their man. So so yeah. So yeah, well that yeah, but that's uh, that's early April. Late April we have Man City, Chelsea, Newcastle in a row. Um, yeah, yeah, around cool. Liverpool, we have quite a favourable fixture list. We've got Bournemouth, Fulham, Palace, Leeds, Liverpool, West Ham, Southampton. So I'm gonna need us. I'm gonna need us to rack up the points. We're gonna need. April we're gonna need eight wins on a bounce day. Yeah, <laughs> I need that. To be fair though, that run there is where I think we can. I don't want to say seal the title. Don't, don't, brother. That run there. That run there. Hey, listen. From Why that, did you say hey, that? Hey, guys, from this point on, yeah, we've got Everton, Brentford, Villa, Leicester, Leeds. Hey, tell me what game we're going to lose. Brothers, tell oh. me what game we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what game we're going to lose. <laughs> Bro, you've just given the ops all ammunition. Relax, I man. I don't care. Bro, I'm just taking one game at a time. Everton, Bro, that's it. Keep it calm, man. Let me just secure top Fair enough, first before but I start. Can, wait, listen, guys, can you just can you just admit that that's quite a favourable fixture run for us? Hey, listen, I'm not talking too tough. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's uh, just one training session at a time. No, let's, no, let's take it one training uh, session uh, at a time. Our yeah. record at Goodison Park as well is a bit, is a bit, is a bit nasty as well. Oh. So no, no win there since 2017. So yeah. Oh really? Yes. What? Yeah, Everton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everton. Let's, let's we haven't won there since 2017. Time. Um, Hold on, what, what was the game where Lacazette scored in 2017? Oh. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. That was 2017. That was Wenger's last season. Yeah, five <laughs> two, we won. Ever since then, we've been we getting we we've been getting moved to there still. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on, they got the new manager bounce and that. Oh god, yeah. damn. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things you're just looking at. You're like. They're not good, but in your head, you're like, this is one of those fixtures that just has the potential to go very, yeah, very yeah, wrong. Yeah, like, and it's oh. like a, I think it's like a 12.30 KO at Goodison oh, Park as well. Oh, early Saturday nasty. morning. Yeah. Bro, the last thing you want is the Goodison crowd to start getting excited. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Phil Jagielka in the crowd, like, give it, give it the month. Oh, nasty. Uh, Khalil HT3 says, uh, we've also answered this one as well. He says, do you genuinely believe uh, slash think that Rice and Caicedo will be Arsenal players this summer. Do the front office have the minerals to pull it off amongst the competition from other teams? If so, do you believe that those two can take us to the next level and challenge on two fronts? So let's say we manage to get one of them. Because, I, I mean, I, I don't see them both coming. Absolutely not. Um, but just say we sign one of them, Rice, Caicedo. Um, 
where does that put us? We, listen, we miss. Listen, let, let's make peace with this. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. You know, let's make peace with this. We're gonna miss out on both, <laughs> but we're probably gonna sign. We're probably gonna sign like Musa or some Olavi or something like that, which is gonna be a good backup plan. Like, mm. like for, in the last couple of winners. I, listen, I don't. I love. I love Eunice Musa, boy. Mm. I would. Pause. Yeah, pause, pause. Yeah, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I've got. I've, I'm not. I'm not confident they'll do it. I'm not confident they'll do it because come summer, if now. United or like say like Liverpool lose out on Bellingham or something Rice is there's not going to be just us in for Rice it's just not going to happen bro so you then have to chat compete I don't have no faith in Edu competing with them man bro I just don't I'm sorry I'm sorry yep uh Sam E underscore 91 it says what would it take for Arsenal fans to give Jorginho a nickname between now and May he says any suggestions for a said nickname he says Rab- what Rab- about J2O yeah, that's what they really started calling that because that's the number in it. <laughs> that's, a, that's brilliant, that is. I love that. That's better than J5. That's better than J5, man. J20. 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 Oh, hey, right. listen. Hey, it's a, ni- it's a nice drink, man. Yeah. yeah, I haven't had a J2O for a, for a good while, actually. But yeah, it was a very nice. I used to pretend J2Os were alcoholic. Yeah, bro, I used to do the same with Schlur, bro. <laughs> Them Christmas ones, bro. <laughs> you know when oh, you pretend to get drunk and, uh, and then people are yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah but that's yeah, yeah. not alcohol, bro. um okay free arnold he asks don't fight me all right we're not gonna fight you arnold don't fight me but does trossard Jorginho get us closer to the title this season than mudrick kaisodo even though the latter would be better long-term signings i think i think trossard and george i think trossard and Jorginho do get us closer to the title to me i would have liked to have the Jorginho and Mudrik. I would have liked young and old mm. together. I'd like I like the mix. Um, but in isolation, I, I, comparing the two is difficult because I don't know how Casado would look at Arsenal. But we're going to see how Jorginho is going to look, and we've seen them play in similar sort of systems. Um, yeah, I would say, I, I I would say they do get us closer because I think the most crucial signing was. Jorginho, I think that signing's probably more crucial than Trossard. Even though Trossard can win us some games, just the you know the net negative of when Partey is down, having the Nenny come in, having Lokonga come in, scary. I think Jorginho, Jorginho's going to be very competent if he steps in and plays for us in, in that position. So um, I think that's been a actually a big add-on. I'm surprised, and I was surprised that this move actually happened because I, I mean, I know Chelsea need to put. Um, you know, money, money on the on the boards um, to fight the FFP crimes, but um, yeah, I'm just surprised that they really allowed that. Yeah, show them what about yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, I think either of them would be cool. Like, like I said, putting like my annoyance with what I do did to one side. I think you know we've raised the floor. Like, put it this way: like the squad is better than what it was on January first. So I, I, I can't be mad at it. Even yep. though, like I said, I would have preferred one of those big money ones personally, but it's cool. Cool. Uh, we've got five minutes left, guys, so we need to just speed through the rest of these questions, all right? Um, so we'll try and give them all as much like justice as, as much as possible. But uh, Asa from Touchdown and Touchdowns Podcast, big up you, Asa. He says, how happy are you going to be in two years when your goalkeeper and starting centre forward are both American? American centre-back? Oh, are you talking about trusty? No, uh, your goalkeeper and starting centre forward. Oh, centre-forward. Turner, Turner and, and Flo. I mean, if that's the case, then that's the case, bro. <laughs> as long as the hey, team is wavy. I, 
Hey, Balogun, Balogun, that might be that, you know, real potential that he'd be the centre forward. Turner, hell no. He's just a size 14 books. <laughs> uh, also, the, the ops, uh, they're asking how much for flow. That's from Elijah from I, Mugger. I, I, Elijah from yeah, Mugger yeah. is asking how much for um, flow. Do, do, do you know what? That man don't have no money, man. Don't worry about that. <laughs> nah, De- Debbie was asking about man last summer as well. Um, brother, that you is not for sale, yeah. bro. I'm sorry. I'm arguing with Leo in the chat, right? I'm not selling that. Three hundred M's for yeah, you, man. Facts. Anyway, um, yeah. for you, my friend. Yeah, for you, my friend. <laughs> uh, Kingfish. He asked, uh, "Do you think the overall feeling about the trans- transfer would be different if on Jan first, uh, Trossard, Jorginho, and Kirio was start- stated as our targets?" That's quite an interesting one. Um, potentially, potentially. I, if I'm looking at, you know, yeah, maybe. Um, there's definitely a bit of optics there, right? Like the excitement wouldn't be as as big. Yeah, on those I things. think I think it has a huge part to play in how the chance of the North perceived. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jack W O one. He says is Balo potentially better than Enketia? Yes, I've been I've, saying this. I've, for I've time. said it from like over two years. Like potentially. Mm, yeah. Like don't get me wrong. I think Eddie's come on leaps and bounds, and Eddie might even be more of an Arteta striker in terms of how he presses and aggressive he is from the front. But I've always said in terms of talent. I think Balogun's more talented than him. I said Balogun's just got an X factor to his game. Like he's he's fast, he's strong, he's skillful. He can score poacher goals. He can create for himself. I think he can do a lot. And I think what he's showing in a mid-table Reims team that have scored, you know, not scored a lot of goals. He has fourteen goals in nineteen games. Fourteen he of their twenty-six. Goals. Is it fourteen of their twenty-six? Yeah. He has right? scored more goals than Mbappe, Neymar. Messi, Alexis, man, <laughs> all of them guys in league are. He's a 21-year-old kid in his first full season out on loan. That's what he's doing. That's talent. You know when we spoke about what ESR and Saka did last season? This is this is talent. Mm. Um, yeah. You can't deny it, man. Yep. He looks he looks he looks crazy. So yeah. Um and I, to be fair, me and Sean been been um um big on Balogun and, for, and for me, a while. And me, mate. And yeah. me, yeah. Okay. And me. Don't you don't you leave yeah, me but, yet. Over Eddie, like you know, I had I had to hold my slaps on Eddie because I was definitely underrating him. Mm. Or I mean, he made the big, you know, development. But um, mm. yeah, I've I've always been a huge fan of Balogun. Um, still digs. I don't think we're going to be able to get through all these questions. Um, maybe we need to do a, like fast. another se- separate Patreon one or something where we get through all the. We've got about ten questions still left. So, um, right. yeah. Still digs, he says, generally, do you think we've got top four secured? I mean, if we miss out on top four, I, I think that would be... It would have to be the, the fuck-ups of all fuck-ups. Even a fuck-up that I don't think we're capable of, like, generally. Nah, I, I when you think about the, the pace that we'd have to be on to miss out on top four. We need 20 points. We need 20 points. Four, literally. 20, good. 24, good. 20... To be absolutely safe. 24 points, I think. So, um, yeah, I can't see us not getting that. Um... Maybe last one. Oh, actually, no. We need to call it a day. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I've got another podcast that I need to do, so I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't be late for that one. So if we haven't got your your question, these are all questions that came during the pod. I sent the tweet out fucking like two, three hours ago, guys. So if you want to get your questions answered, get get in line. Right, get to the start of uh, uh, get to the start of 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 um when when I sent the tweet out. All right, don't 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 slack next time. All right, but we'll try and. 
we'll try and ask your questions, answer your questions next week. Anyway, Sean, Dan, it's been a pleasure. Um, we got Everton this weekend. Hopefully, we get the the three points and you know get rid of that that the boogeyman uh, that has been Goodison Park over recent years. But um, listen, I'm confident. Uh, but yeah, guys, take it easy. Thank you for listening, everyone. And we'll be back um, after the Everton game with a post match, and we'll be back next week uh, with the post match on Patreon, um, which you can sign up for as little as three pound a month. And we'll be back with a normal podcast as well next Thursday. Take it easy, guys. Bless. Cheers. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Could have went left. But it went right. Could have went wrong. But it went right. Said it was Ian. But it went right. Pass on, pass on sight. Sports Social Podcast Network.